Bibles, go ahead and lift them up for just a moment. Say, thank God I'm saved. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. And I can have what it says I can have. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. And after today, I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Welcome again. Praise God. We are having such wonderful times of the Lord, aren't we? Amen. And uh, a big thanks again to all who helped in Bus Kids and uh, around the property. I, yeah. And uh, I know Mike, stand up for just a minute. Stand up. Mike does a lot of uh, work around the property, but he also did a lot of work, a lot upstairs getting all those decorations done, right? A little bit. A little bit. No, he did a lot. So let's give him, he's, he's a talented guy there. So thank you, Mike. And he also goes around and picks up people, uh, along with Tyler and Pete and different ones, picking up people to bring them to church. So we appreciate that. Amen. All right. Are you ready for the word? Well, you know, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving this month, right? And it can be a time to reflect on all the blessings in our life and express our gratitude. But I don't want to talk to you today about a holiday. I want to talk to you today about a lifestyle. Okay? A lifestyle. Because, you know, Thanksgiving, the holiday comes once a year. So everybody's thankful around holidays. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I want to talk about a lifestyle, and let's call it instead of Thanksgiving, which it will come out in the, in the message, but also thanks living. Write down the word thanks living. Thanks living. And I wonder what our lives would be like if we truly lived a life of thanksgiving. Amen. Thanks living. <laughs> and uh, here's a quote by John F. Kennedy. As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. Amen. So when I say thanks living, that's what I mean. It's expressing our gratitude, expressing our gratitude, not just with words, but by the way that we live our life. And how you live your life being a thankful person when you go everywhere, being thankful, expressing it to people, you're being, you're being a shining light because not everybody does that. Amen? We're supposed to express our gratitude. We should be saying thank you to people. Amen? We should be thanking the Lord every day for all he has done for us. So just as our love is not to be merely expressed in words, our gratitude should not be merely words, but it should be expressed by our life. Thanks living. Amen? I'm going to give you some scripture. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. Let's pray. This morning, Father, we come before you in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the power of the Holy Spirit and the word you've given us, we enter your gates with thanksgiving. And Father, we're here today. We're thankful for all you have done for us. You've redeemed our life from destruction. And Father, today we thank you that the word of God is so powerful that, Father, it can penetrate 
our hearts and penetrate our minds and our lives and the rivers of life will flow out of us helping people expressing our gratitude for what you've done for us and being able to be a shining light on our jobs and in our community and being ready to share the good news with everyone that comes across our path so father we thank you for this day in jesus name amen First John 3.18 says, My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. In other words, we can say, I love you, but then let's prove it. Let's show it. Let's do something. Amen? It's one thing for husbands to say, I love you, dear. I love you, dear. I love you, dear. But how about bringing her some flowers? How about, how about a surprise lunch? How about a surprise vacation? How about a, bringing a little gift? How about a little foot rub in the evening? Amen? So, in this scripture, you know, but in deed and in truth. So genuine thanksgiving or thanks living is a lifestyle. Yes. It's a way of life. Thanks living. Amen? A way of life. It is gratitude in action or gratitude in motion. <laughs> Amen? It's thanking God for the gift of life by, by living it victoriously in a way that he would want us to live. Yes. How, how would God want us to live? I think we should wake up in the morning with a smile on our face. Another day to serve the Lord. Instead of saying, oh boy, off to work I go. You know, I mean, it could change your whole life. Thanks living. Just waking up, thank you said, I got three little kids that are a lot of work. Yeah, well, thank God you have three little kids. Or four or five. Amen? Thank, yeah, but I got to work today. Yeah, thank God you got a job. You got arms, you got a brain, you got legs, you can work. Thanks living every day. It can change your life by that being, expressing and living this gratitude. Amen? Hallelujah. Gratitude in motion. I like that. Gratitude in motion. I'll add that one. So it's thanking God for the gift of life. Sometimes we all need a little reminder to appreciate the good things in life. A little reminder. And life is short, so we should try to express our gratitude all the time. I, don't, I, I think it would be good to express it every day. Thank you for those three amens. Miriam... Webster defines gratitude as the state of being grateful. The state of being grateful. Thankfulness. It means you're appreciative of who you are, what you have, and who is in your life. Think about that. Being appreciative of who you are in Christ, what you have, look, look what the Lord's done for us, and who is in your life. What's that song? Look what the Lord hath done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. Amen. Anyways, uh, gratitude comes from the same word as freedom. Gratis, free. Gratitude is, free, is freeing expression of a free heart toward one who freely gave. How many know that God freely gave us the gift of salvation? Amen. The gift of God. The gift of God is salvation. So Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8 says, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, 
cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. Freely you have received, freely give. Thanks living is a decision of the will. And if a decision of the will, the choice resides squarely with us. It's our choice. Deciding to be thankful is not necessarily an easy task. It takes work, but it's well worth it. You say, well, how can I be thankful in such a crazy world? You can. Just choose to be. Amen? How many know there's a lot of crazy people on the highways? You know, just driving on 248 to Branson from Reed Springs Junction, praying, I'll sign angels every day. I actually had a school bus go over the center line last week when I was going to town. I've had big trucks. One of the semis actually took a curve and went over there and tipped over, rolled over. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to keep the joy anyhow. No matter what's going on, we're going to keep the joy. I mean, we're going to express our gratitude. We're saved. We're on our way to heaven. Praise the Lord. But in the meantime, we want to make a difference in a lot of people's lives. So it takes worth to be that, live a thankful life, but you can do it. Psalm 100 verse 4 says this, Enter his gates with griping and complaining. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, that's the wrong translation. Okay. <laughs> Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And his course with praise. And be thankful to him, the Lord. Bless his name. Amen. So praise God, we need to be thankful people. So let's be thankful for the greatest thing is our salvation. And I was thinking as I was here yesterday, I was taking pictures back there. I seen the front of the church here. It was full of kids. We, Tyler was taking pictures. We were down the hallway and all these kids were, you know, wanting Jesus in their life and some of those want to get closer so they rededicated their lives. And I seen everybody crowding in there to eat the food. The little kids were like, man, this little kid, I think he had seven or eight little hot dogs. I mean, he was, he was hungry. But to see all that going on and Joanne cooking, all the people helping, it's, it's, it's heartwarming. And the greatest of all, think about that. Those of you that support this church and you pray for the church and you come and get involved and serve. Ten children will now go to heaven for sure. Ten children. That's revival, folks. That's worth everything we have done to see those children be saved. Hallelujah. And now we can feed them. We can encourage them. They'll come back. And uh, glory to God. It's so good. So we need to be thankful for our salvation. Write that down. We need to be thankful for our salvation. Hebrews 2, 3 says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? I'll tell you what. How shall, if we neglect, let's not neglect our salvation. I mean, it's the life of God coming into us. We're born again. We become children of God. Amen? We, we become his ambassadors of the good news. So it's not just like, okay, you got saved, fine. In religion, I won't say what religion I grew up, but where's Rachel? Is she here? Anyway, we were talking about that yesterday. It was a pretty dead religion. Okay, I got a little water dripped on me as a baby. Didn't do a thing. It was religion. 
Nobody ever got saved. Nobody was ever happy. Nobody ever, ever raised their hands. Nobody ever talked about Jesus. And then one day I heard Billy Graham on, on that black and white television. <laughs> a revival and people were coming down there making a decision for Christ and these people were getting excited. I thought, what is that? What is that? Aren't you glad we preach the gospel here? We use a Bible here? We lead people to Jesus? And, and, and people say, is God real? Yes, he's real. When you pray and receive him, you'll change your whole life in a moment of time. And God's life flows into you. The love of God, the faith of God, the goodness of God comes on the inside of your spirit. You're alive unto God. The Bible starts making sense. All of a sudden, you, you can forgive people you couldn't forgive before. You can love people you couldn't love before. It changes your whole life. Are you excited? I am. We should be excited. Hallelujah. And thankful for what God has done. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 8. I, I better get preaching here. The more, uh, in the New Living. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in the, your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers, in verse 10, Work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. I, I believe that those who, who can live that thanks living lifestyle of being grateful and expressing their gratitude, they'll never fall away. If you can just stay excited about the Lord and thank Him every day for the life He's given you, for salvation, for healing, and, and the Lord is my help, you, you know, and Psalm 91, no evil shall befall. All these things God has done for us. Recite them. Say it out loud. God loves me. I'm more than a conqueror. If you express your gratitude daily, you, you'll never go backwards. Amen? Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 says, giving thanks to the Father. We're talking about thanks living today, Okay giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us. Come on. There's a time for a thank you here. He's delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us, or once has translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have, say we have, redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Come on now. We have redemption through his blood. The Bible said he shed his precious blood for you and I. And now if we believe with all of our heart that God sent his son. He went to the cross for us, paid our sins. And now it says, whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's our choice. It's a decision. But once we pray that prayer like we did in 1975 at 12, 19 a.m., glory to God. She started crying. I felt like I felt like my brain freeze, man. God just came into my heart and my life, and uh, the lights went on. I said, the lights went on. He brought me out of darkness into the marvelous light. He washed me with his precious blood, and I was forgiven. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, and now, say now. Just as you accepted Christ Jesus, your Lord, you must, listen, you must continue to follow him. It's not a one-time thing. It's like, okay, I got saved 20 years ago. Do you go to church? No. Do you read your Bible? No. Listen, you can't do that. I mean, God gave us his word. 
And 2 Timothy 3.16 says, the word of God is given by the inspiration of God and it's profitable for us to grow and experience. And, we're, and it says in Romans 12.2 that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. We get the word, we get the word, and the word gets in us and pretty soon changes our life. Yes. Amen? Just like this young lady I talked to. And we're, we're, next time we'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to her again, bring her a book. But... Uh, that girl that was serving us uh, started crying, you know. She, she didn't know that God loved her that much. So I told her. And when I did, she started crying. I mean, I mean, people need to know. People perish for lack of knowledge. Let me tell you right now, God loves you. God's forgiven you. He's for you, not against you. That's what the Bible says. We, we need to know what the Bible says. Amen? And it says here, just as you accepted Christ in a new living in Colossians 2, 7, you must now continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be, come on, let your lives be built on him. Amen? Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. You will overflow with thankfulness. Isn't that good? Overflow with thankfulness. Luke chapter 10 verse 20 says, but don't rejoice because, because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. When you get saved, your name is registered in heaven. Tyler says he can't wait to see what kind of church, uh, house I've got in heaven. Remember that we talked about that? I, I pray there's a lot of barn wood in there, you know, and, uh, you know, pot belly stoves and all that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 9.15, Amplified Bible says, Now thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for his gift. And here's what it says, precious, precious, beyond telling, his indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. Brothers and sisters, lift up, a lift up your hands and shout to God for the gift of salvation. He saved you. He loves you. He's forgiven you. And he won't remember your sins anymore. Now, come on, shout on to God for that. He won't remember your sins anymore. He loves you. Now, let's go on with our life, he's saying. Come on, you're my precious children. You're my ambassadors. You're now in the light. Let your light shine. Tell everybody about God's goodness. Woo! So we're thankful for our salvation. Now we're also thankful for our blessings. Amen? How many like to be blessed? How many got a home to live in? Five of you? Raise your hand if you got a home to live in. Are you thankful? How many got a car? Are you thankful? Yes. <laughs> Amen. There's just so many things to be thankful for. Charles Dickens said this, reflect upon your present blessings, okay, of which every man has many. Not on your past misfortunes, of which all men have some. I like that, don't you? Oh, we've all had some misfortunes. So what? So what? Great days are ahead of us. God is good all the time. The windows of heaven are open to those who honor the Lord with the tithe. The harvest is on the way because we're generous givers. Amen? And, and you know, Psalm 107 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he's good. 
People need to know that God is good. He has nothing bad to give us in heaven. God is good all the time. You should say that God is good all the time. Amen? Hebrews 13, 15. I love this scripture. Therefore by him, let us continually. How often? Continually. I can't hear you. Continually. A little louder. Continually. Oh, continually. Continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is, just so you don't understand, we don't misunderstand it. The fruit of our lips. Some people say they silently praise the Lord. No, 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 no. Praise the Lord out loud. Maybe you run through the house. Hallelujah. What a great day this is going to be. Maybe walk outside. Hallelujah out there. Glory to God. It's going to be a great day. Oh, they might think you're crazy. They probably do already. Don't worry about it. Give thanks to the Lord for he's good. His mercy endures forever. And now in Hebrews 13, 15, therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. In other words, well, I just don't feel like it today. Well, forget the feelings. God still really is on the throne. He deserves our praise. Amen? So just lift up your hand. Say, thank God this is going to be a good day. You may be doing it by faith. That's okay. The feelings will come. But right now, just thank him. Thank him for all he's done for us. Amen? And uh, Billy Graham said this. Now, we're going to also, okay, this one gonna, is, uh, I want to go on to this. Is, uh, let me see if I, I, I think I missed something here. I did. Okay. Be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us, has already, right? With every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Now, you can look it up later, but Psalm 100 says, Forget not all his benefits. Amen? Who's redeemed your life from destruction, healed you by all these things. So, there's a lot of blessings but by, we, we, we need to find out where they are. And when we see them in the Word of God, we can say, wow, it's written. God loves me. It's written. He forgives me. Wow, it's written. He's healed my body. It's written. Amen? Uh, and we need to know what's written, don't we? Right? It says in Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now listen to this. What if, we, what if we only had what we thank God for? What if we only had what we thank God for? Because, listen, not everybody thanks God. Hmm? Not everybody is thankful. So be grateful for what you already have while you pursue your goals. If you aren't grateful for what you already have, what makes you think you'll be happy with more? Some people are never satisfied. They're never thankful. Oh, I've got this old car. Well, thank God you're not on horse and buggy. Oh, I've got this house. It's only a couple thousand square feet. Some people have no homes. They live in tents. They live under, they live under garbage bags at night. 
Come on, be thankful for what you have. Rejoice and be glad. Amen? Thank God for the breath you have. Thank God you can move your arms. There's a lot to thank the Lord for. Oh, I'm going to wait till I get the big house to praise the Lord. <laughs> ah. And also, we need to be thankful, thankful, thanks living, even in difficult times. Even in difficult times. Billy Graham said this, grumbling and gratitude are for the child of God in Kafka. In other words, you can't do both. You can't do both. Be grateful and you won't grumble. Billy Graham said, be grateful and you won't grumble. But grumble and you won't be grateful. <laughs> Isn't that right? That's the conflict that we, that we face. Are, are we grateful or are we grumblers? I don't think we're any grumblers in this church, do you? Come on, how many are grateful? <laughs> Come on, just choose to be grateful, amen? Choose to enter into that Thanks living, amen. Phyllis Shiner said this, when we choose thankful prayer over wallowing in anxiety and worry, we are demonstrating an unwavering trust in God. So in other words, when we thank the Lord that God's moving every day, then our faith is in the Lord. Instead of being stressed out and grumbling and complaining and all that. Because, you know, God's a faith God. God's a faith God. We don't want to be doubting God. We, we, we need to do what it says in Proverbs 3, 5. How many know what that scripture says? Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with a little bit of your heart. All your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. So our trust needs to be in the Lord. So when we say, thank you, Lord, for supplying all my needs. What are you saying? You're saying that he's Al Shaddai, a God that's more than enough. Hallelujah. That's what we're saying. Uh, you know, Tony Evans says this. It's a little, a little clip he had. God says to give thanks in everything. In everything. How many of you ever heard me say that? Not for everything, but in everything. That doesn't mean you need to give thanks for a bad relationship or for, uh, you don't need to give thanks for that bad day or for that bad relationship or, or being passed over at work. And, or if I, you don't have to thank the Lord for financial hardship. Whatever it is, you're not to give thanks for the difficulties, but rather in the difficulties. We're to thank God in the midst of difficulties. And this is an important distinction and one I think we often miss. Giving thanks in everything shows a heart of faith that God is bigger than the difficulties. And that he can use them if you approach him with the right heart and spirit for your good and glory. So in the midst of whatever you're going through, you can look to the Lord and he can do amazing things. Because those trials are meant to shake your faith. And no, no, God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. In 1 Timothy 1.7. So when troubles come, just lift up your hands. That thank God for deliverance, for strength, or whatever it is. Or the devil may try to whisper in his little old trick like he's, oh, you'll never make it. Oh, yeah. God's with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You'll never, you'll never, you, you'll, not, you'll never have enough money. Oh, yeah. My God supplies all my needs. Philippians 4, 19. Amen. So, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. This is so good. In 
You should circle that, put an arrow there, highlight it. In everything, not for everything. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. You say, I like that. What is the, you say, what is the will of God? This is the will of God right here. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. David Jeremiah, Dr. Jer David Jeremiah said, no matter what our circumstances, we can find a reason to be thankful. Hmm? I mean, you say, look at that lawn out there. It looks like a hay field. But then you look over here, look at there, it's a weed whacker. Praise the Lord, I can whack it. <laughs> I got a lawnmower, all right, let's do it. Oh, look at this house, it's a mess. We'll get the broom. Thank God for a broom. Look at those windows. Well, thank God we got window washer and paper towels. In the midst of whatever it is, why don't you just give thanks to God? Amen? Acts chapter 16, here are some people that were going to a little tribulation for being a witness for Jesus. They were whipped and thrown in jail and put in stocks and all that. Paul and Silas, how many have heard that story before? All right, look at look what it says. But at midnight, verse 25, Paul and Silas were praying. It didn't say they were whining. They were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. What did they do in the midst of their circumstances? They decided to pray and sing some hymns. Amen? Maybe they were singing a song. We're going to make it in grand and glorious style. Winning every victory, passing every trial. By our risen Savior and the power of his word. Come on, Silas. We're going to make it in grand and glorious style. Boom! Earthquake. God, everybody's shackles fell off. We're going to make it in grand and glorious style. All right, Psalm 119, verse 62. At midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. So even in your midnight hour, you can choose to live a life of thanksgiving. Amen? Yes. You know, the Bible actually says casting, in 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all of your cares, all of your worries, all of your anxieties, Upon the Lord. You know why that is? Because he can handle them. You can't. Besides that, God says, don't worry or have any anxiety about anything in Philippians chapter 4, but rejoice and be glad. Amen? So, you know, even in the belly of that great fish, Jonah cried out to God. He was running away from the Lord. He didn't want to go witness to these certain people, but he found himself in the whale's belly. <laughs> he cried out to God with thanksgiving and his deliverance came. Jonah 2, chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 it said, But I, Jonah said, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. And off a running he went <laughs> to do the will of God. So Billy Graham, the spirit of thankfulness is one of the most distinctive marks of a Christian whose heart is attuned to the Lord. 
Thank God, he says, in the midst of trials and every persecution. Do we thank the Lord for the persecution? No, we're going to thank the Lord that he delivers us from that. Amen? There's a big difference. There's a big distinction difference there. We don't thank the Lord, you know, for a flat tire. We thank the Lord we got a spare. Okay. We're to be thankful in prayer. Amen? Be thankful in prayer. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Be anxious or don't be worried about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Here's a quote. I'm going to heard of Andrew Murray. Okay? He says this, Let us thank God heartily as often as we pray that we have his spirit in us to teach us how to pray. Thanksgiving will draw our hearts out to God and keep us engaged with him. It will take our attention off of ourselves and give the spirit room in our hearts. So as we enter his gates with thanksgiving, we begin to thank the Lord for his goodness. We forget about us and are now we're communicating with the Lord. Amen. And we can say, Lord, I thank you for all you've done. And my request is this, Lord, that you move mightily or whatever it is you're praying about. Amen. Colossians 4, 2 says, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Why would we want to factor thanksgiving into our prayers? Well, it says, call upon the Lord in the day of trouble, and he'll answer you and show you great and mighty things. So in other words, when we pray, we're thankful that he hears us. And first, it says in 1 John 5, 14, this is the confidence we have in the Lord. If we ask anything according to his will, he'll hear us and grant us the petitions we desire. So in other words, in the midst of whatever we're going through, thank God he hears our prayers. We're thankful for that, amen? In fact, when we get done praying, Lord, thank you for heard our prayers today. We thank you, Lord, that good things are on the way, Amen. Okay, and, and maybe this is one of the, toward, toward the last things I want to share. We need to be thankful enough in life to testify. We need to be thankful enough to testify of God's goodness. Psalm 66 verse 16 says, Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. Psalm 40, verse 9 says, I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out, as you, Lord, well know. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Psalm 105, verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord. Proclaim his goodness. Let the whole world know what he's done. Let the whole world know what he's done. Just like this, I said this, this lady that I, we talked to and told her, hey, that wasn't God that did that. Your little child is in heaven right now. Someday you're going to go be with her. And all little children, you know, until they come to the carnival age, you know, something happens, or they, they go to heaven. Amen? They're alive unto God until that time when they, you know, have to make a decision. But uh, 
Give thanks to the Lord, proclaim his goodness, it says. Let the whole world know what he's done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. And look what it says. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Amen? We got to witness last night, didn't we, to the, to the waitress. And what's amazing is the waitress named Amy, she served us there. We had a free meal coming at uh, Olive Garden for veterans, but Tyler came with me, and, and we witnessed her a little bit, but she was a Christian. But, but let me tell you, it was amazing. She said, yeah. She said, my step-grandchildren were at your bus kids yesterday. I said, well, you ought to come and check the church out. I said, we have a famous latte maker here. You'll never regret it. So praise the Lord. Amen. So just tell everybody how good God is. You know, if, if, we, if we share our testimony with joy and tell them, God has changed my life. Maybe, maybe their eyes, not maybe, we would believe that people's eyes would be open and say, really? Yeah, God will do that for you. Religion's dead. The, the, it's not about religion. religion uh, what's, how does that go? The traditions of men render the word of God of no effect. Traditions don't change people. It's Jesus that changes people. Amen? Luke chapter 8, verse 38 now the man from whom the, remember he cast out the, Jesus came across the lake there and a, the, a man with the, all these demons met Jesus, you know, Manicadera, Maniac Kadera. And verse 38 says, now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him, that's after he cast the demons out. But Jesus sent him away saying, now listen to this very good because it's like, this is us today. How many have been set free and saved in this place today? You got Jesus in your heart, okay? Here's what it said. Return to your own home and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. Too many believers are afraid to testify about what God has done in their life. Jesus died for us. We should always be ready to proclaim what he's done in our life. It, we should be able to maintain, if we're Christians, really Christians, we have the life of God, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the Word is working in us. We're renewing our mind. We're staying in tune with God. We should be able to, at a moment's time, witness to somebody and tell somebody about Jesus. Give them out tracks. In fact, I was so excited. You were excited. I was excited, too. I jumped in my truck. I headed out, uh, and uh, I, I went over to... Uh, uh, the gas station in the corner, what's that, Rapid Roberts, and there was a lady there pumping gas. So I got a track out and went and told her, I said, man, we, you got to come over to church over. And she said, oh, okay, thank you. She took it real, and then I went in the gas station, I, I got my free uh, coffee, and I, I took a track and said, hey, you got to come in over our church, man. God's moving so mightily. I was just so excited. I wanted to tell everybody. How will people know unless we tell them? Amen? How will people come to this church unless we invite them? I mean the Holy Spirit. We pray the Holy Spirit will draw them. They'll see our sign. And uh, by the way, we need a sign out there. The sign went dead. It's, you know, it was about 15, 20 years old. So if you're a millionaire and want to donate some money, we'll get a new sign up, electronic sign out there. Let's, how many will believe with us for a new sign? We have no sign out there. So uh, anyways... Whatever I was talking about was good. <laughs> Don't be afraid to testify. It ought to be the joy of your life 
to share the word with somebody. And 1 Peter 2, 9, listen to this now, in our final scriptures, the final scriptures. 1 Peter 2, 9, I, I love this. But you are, not going to be, you are a chosen generation. Talking to Christians now, believers in Christ. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Don't say you're a nobody. You are God's special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh, when people say, how are you doing? I said, marvelous, simply marvelous. Man, I tell you, I mean, what else can I say? But God's doing great and mighty things. He's a good God. Amen. We give him praise. And it says here that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The word proclaim is to declare publicly. In, insistently, proudly, defiantly, and in, in either speech or writing. So we're to proclaim his goodness. So how hard is it if you're at a gas station or a grocery store, ladies, you got a purse, men, you got a pocket, take a track, say, hey, I just want to let you know, if you're looking for a good church, right down by Dana's Barbecue. We've got a great church, wonderful people. They're nice people. I tell them that they're nice people here. Well, you know, not, not all churches have nice people. Some of them are crabby. But we got nice people here. We got exciting people here. We got caring people here. You know, if I was looking for a church, I'd want a, one of those churches, wouldn't you? Amen? Hallelujah. Romans 1.16. Here's a question you can ask yourself. Here it says, for I am not ashamed, the apostle Paul said, of the gospel of Christ. For it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Say, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, are you? No way. Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him will I also confess before my Father who is in heaven. You hear that? Whoever confesses me before men, him will I confess before my fathers in heaven. Matthew 10, 32, contemporary English version says, If you tell others you belong to me, I will tell my father in heaven you are my followers. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Colossians 3, 17, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. 1 John 4, 13, Listen to this. And God has given to us, say me, me. His Spirit as proof that we live in and He in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God. Look at this. All who declare that, how many declare that Jesus is the Son of God? Have God living in them. And they live in God. Woo! Hallelujah! Let's stand for a moment. I'm going to give you the final scripture. Revelation 12, 11. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives to the death. So this month, 
Would you be willing to be bold enough to testify how that God has changed your life and how much God has blessed you? Would you be willing to share that testimony with a co-worker or someone at Walmart or at a gas station or a restaurant or the waitress or the waiter? By the way, God has been so good to me. Have you ever taken time to receive Jesus, you could say? Oh, by the way, here's a track you can take and read it if, if they're in a hurry or, you know, whatever. But many times they'll say, I'll say to them, we've done it together many, many, many times, many, many, many times. By the way, do you have just a moment? Yes. Have you ever taken time to receive Jesus? Sometimes they'll say no, and sometimes they'll say yes. But if they say no, I said, would you like to? Sure. We did it at a drive-thru, I told you, at McDonald's. And the lady got saved right there, with, and we left with a big smile on her face. Why did I do that? Why am I sharing that? Because of pride? Absolutely not. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I want to lead as many people as I can when I'm on this earth because we only have one life to live. What's ever done for Christ will last. Why should I live my whole life after he's changed my life, saved me, forgiven me, given me all these blessings, and keep it to myself? That wouldn't be right, would it? You know, it's... God is so good. Even coming to the blessed kids yesterday, uh, the name of the little girl is Charlotte. Like I, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte. I got. <laughs> I'm trying to remember Charlotte. She came up there. She drew a picture. She came and gave it to me as a pastor. Said, "Here, pastor." <laughs> you know, God. There's so many things that are so good in life. Amen. And uh, so many of you. Have, Recently, many, many people have become a part of the church. I, I look at Carter and, and Kaylin and uh, Angie, and, and I take a look at John back there and, and, and uh, Wendy. I mean, there's so many people. It's so exciting. I said it's exciting Amen. to see new families come. It's exciting to see you here today. Amen. Richard and huh? Margie. Yeah. Good to see you today. And who picked you up? Mike. Who did? Mike. 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 Give Mike a big hand. <laughs> let's testify and let's live a life of what? Thanks living. Thanks living. Amen. Thanks living. How many can commit to being a witness for the Lord? Let your light shine in this community. Amen. It's time for revival. It's time for people to be saved. It's time for people to find a good church and get excited about it. Amen. Because, you know, we're changing lives. Look at these 10, 10 children now. They're probably going to say, I want to go back. I want to go back. I mean, we have to have more, have more buses and more vans. And, and we, we, we need to add on to the church. Glory to God. Lift up your hands and say, thank God. He's moving mightily. Yeah. 